Hey campus and welcome to the fourth episode of Camp Half Blockcast. When we last left off, um, Percy and Sally were sharing a peaceful time in Montauk until that is disturbed by a hurricane and Grover without his trousers. Today we're going to be talking about chapter five, My Mother Teaches Me Bullfighting. Sally Jackson drives Percy and Grover to- towards Long Island in a hurricane. She seems to know where they're going, even though Percy doesn't understand how she can see a thing in that weather or what is happening. Sally and Grover both come clean, explaining that this pre uh, his pre-algebra teacher was indeed real, but they had to lie to him to in fear that he would realise who he was and attract more monsters. This only confuses him more. Sally tells him they're going to the camp his father wanted him to go to, while Grover tells him that he is being haunted. Um, all, um, all the while loud bellows are being heard behind them. Percy starts to realise that maybe there's more to these three ladies with the yarn. Then they get hit by lightning and a monster in white underpants tries to kill Percy. What a time. What a time. Um, So we start with uh, Percy, Grover and Sally leaving the cabin in Montauk. Um, Percy was trying to tell himself kind of that Grover is maybe wearing shaggy pants or something. He doesn't really understand what he's seeing Um, because, yeah. He has hooves. Um, they get in the car. Um, he's He says that Sally is driving really fast and he doesn't really understand how she knows, like, can see anything or where they're going because the rain, like, the hurricane at this point is actually very, very bad. But, yeah, that's when he learns that Grover and Sally have known of each other. I know. I would like to do a point that I said this in the last episode and I, think, I was getting ahead of myself. <laughs> I think I might have said that. I don't know. One no, I think it was me. I okay. think it was. I think it was me. But um, yeah, so, so only now he realizes that they actually have known of each other before, and um, um, yeah, because and, yeah, he go, was meant go. to. No, sorry. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> because he was meant to watch him. Um, yeah. But what's really cute about this is that Grover like, insists, but we are real friends. Yeah, yeah. He's a satyr. He's meant to be his uh, protector and watch him. But yeah. They but he's friendly. Friend. We're real um, friends. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's where we get into the fact that Grover is a, a satyr. Um, and then Percy's like, oh, like in, in Brunner's myths. Yeah, he um, basically, yeah, goes like that. And um, oh, also, actually, let's quick circle back. Percy is like, my best friend has donkey legs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, and Grover actually gets really offended by that. Um, and yeah, then goes sadder myth, yeah. like Mr. Brunner. And um, then again, Grover is quite offended. And he goes, was Mrs. Dodds a myth? The three old ladies at the at like the stand, the lemonade stand or whatever it is. And the Percy, Percy's like, oh, so you admit that it was real. And then he's like, of course it was real. <laughs> I love that he's like fully, like completely ignores that he's been called out. He's just like, you admit it was real, huh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but and yeah, again, they mentioned a mist. So um, if anyone remembers in episode two or chapter two, when um, Percy walks in on Mr. Brunner and Grover uh, having a conversation in his office, um, basically they mentioned something about a mist that Percy doesn't understand. Yeah, he doesn't know what it is. But now um, Grover kind of explains that it's meant to confuse 
mortals or like con- con- it was meant to confuse Percy as well, but he kind of saw, saw through it. Because um, what he says is that he's like, it's meant to confuse you because it was meant to help you attract less monsters. The least, you know, the less, like, the least monsters you attract, actually. And Percy has started to realize who he was. Percy, however, does not understand what he means. (laughs) (laughs) It's so cute, though. Percy with his little identity crisis. He's like... He's just, like, blocking it out. I mean, like, they're telling him, but he's just like... I don't know what this means. He um, wants to not know what it means. Um, then there's like this noise, like a bellowing noise, um, indicating that they're very much still being chased by whatever is on their tails. Exactly. Um, and P- Percy's like, oh, but who's after me? Um, and Sally pretty much tells him that they don't have time to explain, uh, but they must get him to safety. And basically tells him that she's taking him to the summer camp that his father wanted him to go to. And Percy's kind of surprised because she she just told him that he she doesn't want to take him there. Yep. And then basically at the same time, Grover is like, oh, you know, just the Lord of Death and all of his bloodthirstiest minions. <laughs> <laughs> They're all after you. And Percy, um, yeah, he wonders why his mum would want to send him away. Um well, she didn't want him to go, but realizes it's because um, of the the three ladies with the yarn. Yeah, basically at this point, Percy is like, "Oh, wait, the three ladies with the yarn. Does that mean someone is going to die?" And Grover goes like, <laughs> "Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That means that you. I mean, someone will die." <laughs> and then Percy's like whoa, you said me. Like, you said you, as in me. Am I going to die? And then Grover goes, goes like, no, I said you, as in you, as in someone. <laughs> he said, you, you said you. <laughs> um, and basically, yeah, Percy all of a sudden, like, kind of understands why Grover has been so, like, so scared for him, like, on the bus. I mean, we did touch that he had felt the severity of the situation yeah. at that point, but it's only now he realizes both how much danger is actually in the air. Th- and that, also is, that is actually, like, life and death situation. And that Mrs. Dodds had actually been a very dangerous situation. Like, it hits him very yeah. belatedly. That she like, actually was trying to kill him. That he, he could have died. Um, and then lightning hits a car. <laughs> Um, and it flips it basically um, off of the road. Um, which is, again, another little throwback to the weather that has kind of been going yeah. insane. And we are like giving, getting small little breadcrumbs for the chapter. Um, but what's really funny, <laughs> what's really funny here is that like, obviously the car is like smashed off the side of the road and Grover is unconscious. And then Percy is like, I shook his furry hip thinking, no, even if you are the barnyard animal, you're my best friend and I don't want you to die. But then Grover <laughs> mounts food. So Percy knows that he's actually but, safe. But it's just like, it's just like such a perfect, I think, um, character moment for Percy because he's like, just rolls with the punches. Yeah. Even if you're an animal, I want you to live. Like he's just getting all this information and then like he just takes it. He's just like, you know what? Sure. <laughs> but yeah, basically everyone's hurt, but they're all alive. And Sally tries making Percy go to the camp. She's like, go ahead. Um, the boy is after you. So I'm going to stay behind, but you go. And that's the thing. Um, basically, yeah, she says, you have to go. And Percy's like, no. And she goes, you have to. Um, 
you have to go. And he's like, you're coming with me. And she says, I can't actually, I can't cross the border. But but then he's like, um, oh, that's bullshit. Um, <laughs> and, and goes like, oh, but you need to help me with Grover because I can't carry him on my own. I know. Yeah. So she points out this massive pine tree, which is supposedly the border yeah. to the camp. Um, and as Percy is insisting that she comes, he mentions that her eyes get as sad as when they watch the sea. Yeah. Um, which is devastating. Very devastating. But yeah, so Percy realized that the uh, Minotaur is uh, chasing them. Uh, he's like going through all that thinking in his head, being like, oh, someone's holding like hands. Yeah, up. he's like, they have a huge like furry blanket over their heads. Yeah. But then he realizes like that there's meaty arms dangling. <laughs> and that's actually not very possible. So he is introduced to the Minotaur. Um, and yeah, Percy. Actually- identifies him as a as a mentor, yeah the minotaur right? he dies yeah. and he's wearing white underpants by the way i just like everyone to know yeah. um not like on this cover where he's wearing like greek armor no he's wearing white underpants um but basically um sally then says i underestimated how badly they wanted you and um basically yeah gives him like a good old little fighting lesson i love that how she's like oh okay so so you say put the minotaur is really bad at turning fast so if you just stay there and wait for it to charge then you can jump away and it's not gonna catch up with you exactly and percy's like how do you know and she's like i've been no but she said she's been preparing in case because she's been expecting something to show up but also another thing is like when percy is going the minotaur sally says don't say his name because names Mm -hmm. have power very ominous and very mysterious and very important um so basically the bull is sniffing um around the, a car yeah well, the car wreck which is what your favorite point from the last episode was so he says not a scratch and literally in the book it says in cursive not a scratch and then percy just goes whoops <laughs> love that but yeah so, so minotaur um <clears throat> is has a really good sense of smell but he doesn't see or hear that well so yeah well he gives up on the car he can smell them and he charges and basically sally goes we need to split up and percy doesn't really want to split up because he doesn't want to let go of his mom but he does understand that this will probably need to be done um and he does what sally suggests he does stand his ground until the minotaur is close enough and then he dodges and And it actually works but it really does but then what's heartbreaking uh minotaur notices sally and she's charging her again so she's trying to use her own advice but it doesn't work this time no he doesn't he doesn't fall for the same track twice so he grabs sally and then really badly he squeezes her and she turns into a golden light. Yeah, and kind of disappears in a flash of it. And um, yeah, Minotaur goes for Grover. And um, that gets Percy really angry. He also thinks about how he just literally disappeared or killed his mother, potentially. I know. And like, there's also like, I think a point where he's even like, he wants to do something, but he's just frozen watching his mom die. And then, yeah, he gets so angry and he's like, I can't let the Minotaur take Grover as well. Yeah. And that's when he takes off his red jacket and tries to 
get Minotaur's attention. Basically, it does a good old bullfighting um, gesture, waves the red jacket, and goes, "What was it? What does he say? Like, come here, mince meat." No, what oh he yeah, uh, minced beef. I minced think. Beef. He call- yeah, yeah, yeah. He calls him minced beef, and that's when Minotaur goes crazy and starts charging at him. Um, um, and then he realizes that he's not going to be used a trick again because like Minotaur kind of like tries grabbing slides sort of. exactly so he instinctually this is actually a very hard word to say but um he basically without realizing how he knows how to do it yeah. he uses the Minotaur's head as kind of like like he kind of like jumps up him and uses the head as like a springboard situation yeah and ends up on the back of his neck um and is kind of wrestling this minotaur a little bit um but the minotaur is fighting against him yeah but then at some point he kind of holds on to one of his horns so strong and like has that that sense of like anger going through him he remembers yeah he remembers sally being killed that he actually manages to rip out like one of his horns and then turn it into a knife so when minotaur charges at him again he kind of instinctually as well uses the horn to kill him. him um and it's like a lot of this is happening really fast and yeah like he is like very much like oh you know grover is still kind of moaning about food and he's kind of like i can't even tell him to stop because <laughs> if i will bite my own tongue off because the minotaur is just kind of throwing him around um and um yeah the minotaur died like dies it does die it dissolves yeah. into a yellow sand which um, is exactly what uh, happened to mrs dodds exactly so like mrs dodds and him had like disappeared in the same way whereas like sally had disappeared in a golden late so yeah. there's like a lot of like different things going on um i'm assuming it's still gonna smell like rotten eggs yeah probably so then um our good friend percy he manages to pick up Grover yeah. and then drag him towards the line and basically faints, like not towards the line, sorry. He drags him uh, into the... The border. Border. And he's like crying and calling for his mom and it like kills me every time I read yeah. it. I have a big fat pink sticker on that. Like I'm just like, it's like he doesn't understand what he's doing. Like Yeah, just he for context, pink stickers are the moments when that makes make my me, emotion uh, like yeah. makes my emotion come out. Um <laughs> but like I'm so like he's just calling, crying for his mom and then yeah, they reach this farmhouse. Yeah, and he basically faints, almost faints or like almost loses conscience. He does like he passes out, but not before. He sees a, a blonde girl over and him. a man. Yeah, a mysterious man. He sounds familiar. I think he says exactly. He and then he passes out, and that's it. That's <clears> the end <throat> of the chapter. Um, so first, I do think we should be looking a bit at the myths of this chapter. Yeah, uh, Minotaur. Yeah, well, the Minotaur. <clears throat> for anyone who has read anything about the Minotaur, yes, so is the <laughs> the Minotaur is born to Pasiphae, who was um, basically the daughter of the titan helios who um used to be the titan of the sun and the nymph purse uh basically she gets married off to minos minos minus i think his name is minus remember yes like yes not yesterday but the last episode when i said names um (laughs) (laughs) are hard um basically yeah gets married to minus who was the king of crete and together they had like 
Ariadne, a few other kids, and basically um, Minus has this like beautiful herd of bulls, and every year he sacrifices, I think it's every year, he sacrifices the best one to Poseidon, but one year he does not. He kind of sacrifices a lesser bull, and um, well, Poseidon does what the gods always do, uh, he takes it out on the woman. Poseidon, why would you do that? Like, first of all, how dare you? Um, he basically uh, curses Pesiphae into falling in love with this bull. And um, the bull fathers the Minotaur. Um, I don't want to think about the birth. It's actually making me let's, really uncomfortable. Let's not, let's not. But um, basically, what they then... Minus still kind of sees this as like... A pride, like instead of making it like a bad thing, he actually very much makes this like a good thing. Um, basically, they build a labyrinth um, to contain it. But um, in like a previous time, or like not a previous time, but like before this, his beautiful son, Prince of Crete, has been murdered by the Athenians. Um, and I think they go to war and they win. Um, there's like a lot of variations on this myth, but um, he, as punishment, like they need to contain this minotaur, and as punishment, um, they need they take Athenian kids, like seven boys, seven girls, and it's like here is where it varies a bit. Like it's like every year, every seventh year, every ninth year, it's like. No one can really agree on that. It's basically the Hunger Games. They're sending these kids. <laughs> they're sending these kids. Um, but none th of them are coming alive. Though. No, no. They're getting fed to the Minotaur. This is how they contain him. Like, he's in the labyrinth. It's meant to be, like, hard for him to get out. But they need to feed him. Because I don't... Either it's because they actually kind of like the Minotaur. Or it's because it just... They think it's, like, going to contain it. It's a monster. It's a big, scary weapon to have and yeah. hold over someone. Um, and then what happens is the prince of Athens, Theseus... Um, Theseus volunteers as tribute to go <laughs> and um, basically he is beautiful and um, Minus's daughter Ariadne falls in love with him and gives him a Fred like a bowl of Fred um, that he takes into the labyrinth so he can find his way back out and he kills the Minotaur yeah and then um, we have two more points you have the fates Oh uh, yeah, so we talked about it um, in the second. Yeah, episode. second episode. Um, there's still the old ladies who basically decide that, uh, like, make sure that everyone follows their fate, and if they snip a cord in front of you, that means that someone's gonna die. God damn, someone did die. Yeah. Well, did, <laughs> oh, did they? Did they? Someone. Oh. Someone disappeared rip, in a flash of rip. light. Rip. Um, and then we have Lord of Death, which is who Grover mentions is after Percy. And Lord of Death is Hades in the underworld. I think we have touched on Hades yeah, before. Yeah, he's one of the three brothers who basically command a part of the world. And his do domain is the underworld. Exactly. So that covers kind of the myths yeah. that we've been introduced to. Um, I actually did not put any character highlights on this one well i've i felt like i was like i mean maybe i should have mentioned that grover became a satyr but um i mean he didn't became he was like a satyr he, he was always a satyr but yeah basically so what i have as my character highlight is percy being like well um from the waist down my best friend is a donkey 
<laughs> and then Grover goes really mad and he's like, I'm not a donkey, I'm a goat. I mean, imagine being called a donkey if you're actually donkey? a goat. I've, donkeys are really hardworking animals. I think Grover actually needs to chill a little. Yeah. I also really love that point where they're both kind of arguing um in like about who's gonna die like someone no you said me and he's like no someone yeah and then sally kind of like i think this very much shows how their age like they're still boys like kids yeah. and sally is like focus like she snaps yeah, them out like, of it she's like, come on and i'm thinking they're just on the back seat being angels yeah and uh, one of my other highlights is basically just grover being grover and uh <laughs> percy is like oh he's after me and We've mentioned that quote before, but he's like, oh, nobody much, just a lord of the dead and a few of his bloodthirsty minions. Savage. Yeah. This is really Savage. And also he does actually mention, now that I think of it, um, Mrs. Duds as a kindly one again, which is another flashback to episode two of like the conversation in the office. So what are your favorite moments then? My favorite moments um, is... Grover saying, I am your friend, though. (laughs) I love that. I think it really speaks to his character because obviously that means he also knows Percy, that Percy immediately will think this is a setup. That like maybe um, Sally has kind of forced him to be his friend. Or or like just just because the fact that he he was nominated his protector or like he's meant to do that then that means that he wouldn't care for Percy. Exactly. And much like it was your character highlight, I like I also got arguing like about who's gonna die as like as a favorite moment. I love their arguments though, because they're never they're never like aggressive, they're never holding anything against each other. Like even (sighs) when Percy was upset that Grover talked about him behind his back, he would snap at him but it's just like a few seconds later, they're good. And Percy's actually them. like, you know, he just always makes jokes out of things. I like that about him. I know. And then, I don't know. Um, Sally being a monster. I'm just going to read straight because this is how my notes sound. Sally being a monster pro, but also Sally who just loves her son. <laughs> That's your favorite moment. Yeah. I just love how much Sally loves her son. What about you? Um, so my favorite moments, actually, um, let me have a look at that. <laughs> I like, okay, I like how the lighting, lightning, sorry, sets up the fact that, like, Zeus is involved somewhat in, like, even when there's Minotaur chasing them, uh, they're like, oh, it's it's Hades that's after you, but there's the lightning yeah, it just feels Zeus like is clearly angry about something. Yeah. It just doesn't seem like, you know, it's it might not necessarily be Hades, but yeah. I know, but does Zeus actually, I don't think he commands the monsters. I think Hades is the only one that possibly could. He doesn't, but also why, why is there a lightning kind of... Oh, he's just angry. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I like that moment because it's like a pet certain questions in your head. Yeah, there is like they're being chased by monster, but also lightning. Exactly. And that's not Hades' domain. Yeah, it's like, I mean, he definitely, like, the lightning was aimed at them because it damaged Gabe's car. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, Gabe. I exactly. hate you, you loser. <laughs> but yeah. I don't think I actually, like, hate a lot of characters in this series, but I just freaking hate Gabe. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's likable at all, so. Not Hades? Wait, Gabe. What? 
okay. He's I not, said Hades. No, I was like, I what did Hades, Hades do? Hades hasn't even introduced yet. He's not likable. That's what I said. Oh, yeah. No, Gabe is horrible. But yeah, what well, I think it's the defining moment in this chapter, though, mm-hmm. is when Sally disappears. Because it kind of provides motivation for Percy's action in the future. Mm-hmm. Like, it. <laughs> Sorry, I thought you were disagreeing. No, I'm sad. Anyway, keep going. No, it, it's like this set up a lot of decisions that Percy would be likely to make in the future, I feel. Yeah, mine, I I, 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 I agree with you. I And I'm probably, I think I was like myself kind of going between, yeah, Percy losing his mom or like her eyes being sad as when she looks at the ocean because I do think some of those moments are very like defining for what is about to happen however I put the quote of like those like these weren't old ladies those were the fates do you know what it means the fact they appeared in front of you they only do that when you're about when someone is about to die and I think I put it down because someone did die um but not necessarily what they think and I do think it's like important to note that going forward a lot of things is not necessarily what they seem just because that's what the myth or like things are being said to you i'm gonna leave it at that that's so vague but yeah yeah well i'm trying to be spoiler free (laughs) (laughs) they don't they might not know what's going to happen yeah we do um i do however think kyron said that they were roasting marshmallows tonight and yeah. personally, I love marshmallows. Oh, yeah. And I want marshmallows. I want the big ones. Clarice might take them if I don't show up. Yeah, l- let's go and get ourselves those marshmallows. So I don't like go- them. I'm vegan. but So she's going to have crackers. I'm going to have marshmallows. Yeah. Um, and we'll see you next time. <laughs> see thank you. Thank you. Guys. <laughs> thank you. I'm like, thank you. <laughs> We're actually not seeing them. Not all of them. I will be seeing you in my mind's eye. (laughs) Thank you, guys.